Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Command Zone. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai, and I'm here with DJ. I'm DJ from the Jumbo Commander YouTube channel. That's right, he's back. You may recall DJ filled in for Jimmy while he was in New Zealand shooting Mulan. So we've missed you, man. Yeah, I Hopefully everyone missed me, but it's nice to be back and just talk with you, hang out a little bit, preview some cards. That's right. It's kind of nuts because at the time we're recording this, Modern Horizons is not even actually out yet. Have you played it, Josh? I did get to draft it last okay. night while Game Nights was uh, <laughs> exporting because it was like an hour and a half export. So I was like, I can get a draft in. And uh, Josh uh, frantically gets a single draft in, and right. then it's like M20 right now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we have our M20 preview card. It is a legendary creature. It's pretty spicy, but before we talk about that, we got to talk about our sponsors, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use that affiliate link when you order your magic product singles right now, you can order Modern Horizons, which is the new set, and probably, if you can't do it at this moment, very soon you'll be able to pre-order the core set, M20. Uh, so if you want to get a, ho a hold of this specific card, Card Kingdom, basically if you want any card, you can get it that way. And that's a good way to go. And they're going to get it to you super fast. And the other way to support the show is by supporting our other sponsor, which is Ultra Pro. So you can see here, actually, we have uh, our legendary creature, which we haven't named yet. In an Ultra Pro sleeve, it's in an Azorius sleeve, but I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to confuse you. There aren't Jeskai sleeves, so get on it, Josh. So, <laughs> but it is an Ultra Pro sleeve because anytime you get a card that's valuable, you put it into an Ultra Pro sleeve so it doesn't get damaged. Uh, and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to Patreon.com/slash/CommandZone, you can hang out in our Discord. Jumbo Commander DJ here is one of our patrons. So yeah, if you at Jumbo Commander in the Discord, I'll pop in and say hi and answer questions and stuff like that. Also, DJ has his own Discord for his channel. What is your Discord? Yeah, or, or sorry, his own Patreon too. What's yeah. your Patreon? Let's plug it. Yeah, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash/Jumbo Commander. So just support all those Patreons. We really do appreciate it. It helps all of our content keep flowing. Helps game nights. Actually, big thank you to patrons because this latest episode of Game Nights was a monster. <laughs> 
It was like making two episodes in the same. Are you same... okay, Josh? Are you, are you prepared to <sighs> Do you see how long right my hair is? I've literally been like for two weeks, been like, I need to get my hair cut, but I've been working 24-7 trying to get this episode out. So right I go after away we're done for a here, little bit and right? come back and Josh's hair is a little bit longer, but completely I'm just white. Like, just like frazzled. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, I, oh, sorry. I almost forgot. One thing we do is we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to Ryan Batumaka. Ryan, you rock. Thanks, Ryan. Sorry for butchering your name. Okay. So, Corset 20, M20. The corsets are back. Are you they, excited they were back. about them coming back? I'm excited. I mean... It's just so hot on the heels of Modern Horizons that I feel a little fatigued, and part of it might be the whole game yeah. nights, uh, like working ninety hours a week experience. But yeah, I, I am excited. Like I like corsets, but it's it's like I wish it was a month away. <laughs> <laughs> well, a month away isn't that uh, commander season then? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's kind of crazy too is that uh, I always really liked corsets. Uh, they usually bring the complexity level down, and it's going to be crazy to be like the complexity level of Modern Horizons. Which is off the charts. Which is crazy. And then they'll just kind of like bring it back down to like classic, like, you know, playground. First like, strike and flying. Exactly. Magic with M20. I will say if our preview card is any indication, it might not be as sort of simplistic as you think because this is a complicated card. It is. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to read it? I'll let you read it. Yeah, I would love to read it. It's Kaikar Wins Fury. One blue, red, white for a 3-3 legendary bird wizard. Of course, this bird has flying. And whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. So a young pyromancer's kind of, I guess it's monastery mentor, but it's a spirit, not a prowess yeah. thing. But, but it's not done. But sacrifice a spirit, add one red. So if you sacrifice a spirit... It doesn't even have to be the ones created by Kaikar. No, it could be any spirit. It's just free mana as you sacrifice your creatures, like a Phyrexian altar kind of in your command zone a little bit. Seems very, very powerful. Uh, it's a four mana commander, so it's going to come out early. I mean, we did a thing here that we haven't done before, which is DJ and I, each separately without talking to each other, came up with a list of cards and, and interactions and synergies and combos for Kaikar that we thought would be cool. But we didn't compare notes. So I have a piece of paper here with my cards on it, and he's got a piece of paper with his, and it'll be interesting to see if we came up with a lot of the same stuff, a lot of different stuff. Um, but before we get into the specific cards, like when you saw this card, what were your initial impressions? Did you think it was powerful? Yeah. Was it the type of card that uh, you didn't? And then sometimes as you start to get into it, you're like, oh, this is good. Or, or you know, do you just think it's not that powerful? Well, first off, I love Jeskai. Yep. And it's an amazing color combination. And I feel like there can be more commanders that go into that Jeskai sort of range. So that's really cool. Uh, it says cast non-creature spell. I love that way more than casting instants or sorceries. Yep, yep. So that that token creature creation type of artifacts, uh, planeswalkers, all that good stuff um, makes me feel really good to have that. And then also there's a little bit of spirit synergy in there, and we haven't really had a lot of spirit support. Uh, and spirits do go across five colors, 
So maybe, maybe there's not enough spirit support for like all of your favorite spirits, but a lot of them fall within the Jeskai color range. Yeah, I will say, and uh, we'll maybe get into this a little as we go down our card list, that not having black for the spirit synergies is kind of a big blow. I think it makes it way less spirit-centric in general if you want to build like a very strong version of the deck. But there are a lot of really interesting things, and and the card itself is kind of pulling in interesting directions, right? There's non-creature spells, like you said. Yeah. There's token synergies, and then it creates mana by sacrificing creatures, so there's an aristocracy style, right? So those three lanes, I think, are really interesting, and these types of commanders can be very powerful because there's a lot of different ways you can go, but... It's also a big pitfall when you build these decks because you see a lot of people and they will build a deck like this and try and do too much and then the deck ends up doing too little because it's not focused enough. And that's going to be a worry, I think, with Kaikar decks. Absolutely. You want some level of balance uh, across the board. And some of these decks that I mentioned, it actually pulls in separate directions. Like if you're going for a Spirits build, what about the non-creature spells that, that you get a benefit off of? on your commander. Yep. If you're going for lots and lots and lots of non-creature spells, then is producing one ones enough? I think it's very possible that you're going to see a Kaikar deck on the table and even after they play, you know, through turn three or four, you won't be exactly sure which version of it is. Is it like, is it doing tokens? Is it doing spirits? Is it doing some kind of storm combo-y thing? Is it doing aristocrats? And I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I also love that you could be doing one thing and then have a package to do something else where your deck kind of just, you know, oh, I'm going to go spirits. I'm going to go wide tokens, whatever. It feels, you know, combat-y, feels token-y a little yep. bit. And then boom, suddenly it pivots and then you can start creating tons of mana. And we've been talking about it, that mana production, that just cheating mana cost is so powerful. So the ability, this last ability of producing a red, you saw Josh and I, when we read that, be like, whoa, that's because that's the key to make this card really explosive. I mean, in some respects, you can look at any non-creature spell when Kaikar's out as any spell in your hand that's a (laughs) non-creature. Add red mana to your mana pool, yeah. right? Which is very, very broken. Like that's the type of thing that's breakable for sure. So I was getting my phone out because we're gonna have to look up some cards because we are gonna move on to the portion of the show where we start listing out some of the cards we came up with. Um, okay, I, I sort of put mine into broad categories. I don't know how you laid I, yours out. I laid mine out into uh, four distinct decks. Okay, sweet. So let's start. Let's let's follow like your first deck then. My first deck, uh, I feel, is a pretty boring deck, and it follows <laughs> along with this. It is. But it's, it's just going to be the deck spirits. that a lot of people think think about because I can see you're at the top of your yeah, paper here. It's just it's spirits. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Jeskai spirits. Uh, 262 different Jeskai spirits. Wow. That you can, it's you stats. Can do, it's a lot, right? Stats from DJ. That's right. But there's a lot of them. Yeah. And. And then adding more spirits to the board could be really good. And spirits... But most of them are creatures that... Those are all creatures, right? Exactly. And so it pulls you in a different direction where you're you're making a spirits deck, but you're not... By playing all these spirit cards, you're not triggering your commander to generate more spirits. Uh, There are a few that kind of get around that. uh, Cards like Spectral Procession or Triplicate Spirits. Those yeah. are spells that, that produce spirits. spirits. So you just basically get one extra spirit. Yeah. But also you can, like, Kaikar doesn't care where the spirits came from. So the spells that make spirits do give you spirits that you can then sack for mana still. Exactly. So some of those spells, like, 
make you four mana or something for later. Yeah. And there's something to be said about having a board full of spirits that work synergistically and then on your commander being able to cash those in for mana when you really need it. Yeah, I, I got to say, I don't think the spirit tribal version of this deck will necessarily be that great. I think missing black is huge. There's a card I wanted to call out because it is a black spirit card that would have been perfect in this deck. And I think single-handedly would have made it more viable. It's he who hungers for a black for a legendary spirit, a 3-2 flyer. But you can pay one, sacrifice a spirit, and target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a card from it, and that player discards that card. That's gross, Josh. Yeah, you thought season with all your yes. spirits. Like, think of how good oh uh, just gosh. that one card from black would make it. Um, I think there are some... There's draining spirits in black, too. Like, yeah. there's, there's other... Yeah, in green, there's really powerful spirits. It's all across the, the board, so... Do you have any specific cards? I think there are some, like, to me, Spirit Tribal is not something I would try to do with Kaikar, but I think some specific Spirit Synergies Yeah, well, let me convince you. Let me okay. try to convince okay. you. Okay, so the Spirits deck in Modern is very tempo-based and kind of aggressive, and I think that uh, a Spirits deck with Kaikar at the helm would be something similar. So I would have some tempo-based cards, like... Uh, Nebelgast Herald. Yep, I got that on my list too. Because as... it's insane. Whenever a spirit enters the battlefield, uh, you basically can tap something down. And that just means by casting any non-creature spell, Kaikar will produce a spirit and then you can start tapping down your opponent's stuff. It's great. Uh, and then Nibblus of Frost. And also, because it's non-creature spell for the sp to create the spirit with Kaikar, Nebelgast Herald allows you to tap things at instant speed. So. Oh, yeah. That, I think, is a really big thing. Like, if you have some instants in your deck, you can, like, stop their Ulamog from attacking, you know, for a turn or two, which is huge. Like, it's not just... It, this is better than normal with Kaikar, I think, because of the speed at which you are allowed to create spirits. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, Nibblus of Frost uh, is yep. another... It's spirit, and whenever you cast a instant or sorcery, you can tap something down and it doesn't untap. It also has prowess. So those kind of can fulfill that tappy tempo we feel. And then there's sort of like the disruption feel where it comes like a spell queller mm -hmm. uh, is a classic. That's or, a counter spell on a spirit. Exactly. Yep. And uh, Mausoleum Wanderer. Again, it's a low drop. Gets oh, I didn't bigger. have this on mine. Yeah. Yeah. So Mausoleum Wanderer gets a power boost when you have spirits enter the battlefield. So it can get bigger and bigger and actually hit in for some damage. And then you can sacrifice it to uh, counter a spell. Uh, but uh, it's one of those limited counters. Mm -hmm. So again, this deck loses a lot if you start getting up into the late game when, you know, countering something by two or three mana doesn't do it where, yeah. you know, uh, Spell Queller has to hit something CMC four or less, you know, when it doesn't counter See, I'm not excited about putting Spell Queller in the deck because it doesn't make a spirit. It, and then when it gets killed, they get this spell back, like... Spell queller your own spell sure. when it's getting countered, and then you can sacrifice it for a red mana to that's get your some spell fancy back. Fancy play, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what here's what I like that's got spirit synergies, and I think synergies with Kaikar. And this could probably work even if you're not doing spirit tribal. And some of the, by the way, a lot of these things can. Like if you're you're well, like spirit, oh like spirit this. bonds is a really good one where you sack a spirit and you make something else indestructible, and yeah. that can protect Kaikar. And also you can sack a spirit for the the colorless mana as spirit bonds because it costs costs one and a white to activate. I think spirit bonds kind of just goes in the deck probably regardless. Absolutely, yeah. So and I think that I think that a lot of what we might end up with in this deck might be sort of the best of each one of these categories kind of thing or a little bit of sport. So Twilight Drover is a card I really like. It's two and a white for a one, one spirit. Whenever a creature token leaves the battlefield, you put a one, one counter on it. So you make Kaikar spirits, you sack them for mana that puts one, one counters on Twilight Drover. And then Twilight Drover, you pay two and a white and you remove a one, one counter 
and you make two spirits. So that provides you with the two mana, and now all you just need to add a white. So if you start getting, and I, I think a tokeny something that's focusing on the tokens might have annoying procession and some of these other things. So you can mm-hmm. start getting into these loops where maybe you could make infinite spirits or create infinite mana this way, or just, and I say infinite as like a thing that you could, you could do, but also like if you just have five white, well, you're going to end up with a bunch of spirits at the end of this. It doesn't have to be infinite. It's just it's a, a good lot. card on its own. Yeah. And if it just, oops, goes infinite with, you know, a lot of cards, not just like, Oh, it's a two card infinite combo. Right. It's just like, if you reach a critical mass, you could just, be so powerful with spirits coming at you. Yeah, that I would like to me leaning into the tokens is probably going to be more powerful than the spirits. Yeah. Um, and I see you've got a card on here that uh, it's Vicious Shadows and I also have it on my... Oh, you have it on there too? Yeah, so that's yeah. when a creature dies it deals power, damage equal to its power to any target. I also like that it's all red yeah. so you can kind of get it out earlier than usual because it is quite an expensive enchantment and then it turns every single uh, spirit you have into mana, but also huge amounts of damage. It's an easy way to close out a game. And I would think like Perforos. Oh yeah. Because Perforos just deals two damage to each opponent when a creature enters the battlefield on your side. And and cards like Perforos, so Impact Tremors is another one. Pandemonium's a dangerous one because your opponents can <laughs> use it too, but yeah. on the turn you kind of quote unquote do the Twilight Drover thing, you might be like, well, I can just sort of churn through about 20 spirits here before I run out of mana. Yeah. But if Perforos is out, that's just 40 damage to everybody or something. The line I also like on Perforos too is like, okay, I'm going to attack with everything. Yep. Uh, block, block, block. Okay, I'll sacrifice those to pump the rest of my team because Perforos has an activated ability too. Doesn't need it. That's but true. But somehow <laughs> does have an activated ability that pumps, that pumps your, team. your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, speaking of pumping your team, you could also play cards like Supreme Phantom or Drug Skull Captain, which are anthems for, for spirits. I think... You know, I was speaking of Monastery Mentor, Young Pyromancer earlier. Those yeah. seem like shoe-in cards for the deck because you may as well make other tokens as well, right? So that means that as soon as you start including all of those, I also have a Sahili Sublime Artificer. There you go. Yeah. Because uh, it makes servos in the same way that Young Pyromancer makes elementals. Exactly. But it triggers off of, again, all non-creature spells and triggers herself because she's a planeswalker. Okay. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like we have better token producers once we move outside of spirits. I mean, Monastery Mentor is just better than a lot of these other things. Like, uh, I know I mentioned, you know, Spectral Procession or Triplicate Spirits, but those are not impactful I wouldn't cards probably in our play those, but they're actually okay because of the fact that they <clears throat> turn into mana. Yeah. So they're rituals in some way. I still don't know if I'd play them in these decks. Well, if you're going for a heavy spirit, spirit build, you might lean into that with saying, I'm going all spirits. As soon as you pull away from there, then I think they're so much better, like the Monastery Mentors, like the Sahilis, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of different token producers. I also have um, Metallurgic Summoning. Oh, yeah. This is a... Re- yeah. Okay. So you want to explain what it does? Yeah. So Metallurgic Summoning is... a lot of words. <laughs> ...is an enchantment, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, uh, basically you create an artifact that's power and toughness equal to the CMC of that instant or sorcery you cast. Uh, and then if you have so many artifacts, you can sacrifice it to get your instant sorceries back from your graveyard. Right. Uh, but basically it's a token producer and it's not just producing one ones. It's producing pretty significant creatures as you're casting. And it's a non-creature spell. So it makes a spirit when it comes into play. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a very powerful card. Uh, you know, I think obvious inclusions are things like Cather's Crusade and things like that. If you're going this tokeny route, yeah, Cather's Crusade is going to make a token too when it comes into play. And you know, as you start doing 
these other things where you're making a bunch of tokens with Saheli or whatever, they just start getting huge. To me, one of the big things is if you go this route, you're going to really want haste. Mm. It's been my experience in Commander that, in general, if you do something big and explosive and then pass the turn without actually converting that immediately into some kind of damage against your opponents, you're probably not going to have that stuff when it comes back to you. Or at the very least, they're going to have put up shields and walls and it's going to be tough, tougher to use than you want it to be. So I have a question, Josh. Yeah. Um, is this going to end up being just a worse locust god if we start going crazy tokens, trying to generate haste, doing all this stuff to make tokens go wide? Is everyone just saying, oh, I'm playing a clunky locust god? Maybe you get an additional color, you get white. So Cathars and some of that annoying procession does not exist yeah. in that other thing. I also think, you know, the tokens from Locust God, they already have haste. So know, you, it makes them so it, good. It makes them a, a lot better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it can be a different deck, but it, it could it, it could feel very similar mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to want to be a lot red in this deck because of the sacrifice of spirit to make it red. Absolutely. So you're going to lean into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like Dragon Tempest, Heroic Reinforcements even – are cards that you would think about playing because mm. they give haste, they make, and they're non-creature spells that give haste. And I, I like the Dragon Tempest tech right there. I also like the fact That's that... It's pretty good. Here's the thing about Locust God. It says it on the card that the Locusts get haste. Yeah. So it's factored in when your opponents are playing you. Kaikar doesn't have that. So they can say it in their mind, okay, well, worst case scenario makes a bunch of spirits, but I'm going to have time. So there's something to the surprise factor of, of Kaikar. Right, exactly, where it, I think there are ways to go off with Kaikar and on the same turn use the stuff where they will have sort of discounted that possibility because, like I said, with Locust God, you can't. You, okay, well, what if they play Locust God? And then they do this. Okay, well, the stuff has haste naturally, mm-hmm. so I don't even have to factor in. And, like, I have to be ready for it. So I'm just going to use my board wipe now or I'm going to do something now. Whereas somebody could be like, okay, well, I, I won't use my board wipe now because they – even if they make the spirits, then they still got to give them haste. So I have an additional little buffer where if you take that away, there's a surprise factor. I think that could be in your favor. Um, where was I? You were saying um, that if we're going wide, you want ways to sort of pump up. We already mentioned, you mentioned impact tremors. You also mentioned Perforos, Cathar's Crusade. I have another one okay. that uh, kind of works with that, and that's Jeskai Ascendancy. Oh, okay, wait, let's hold that. You want to hold it? Because I okay. got a whole thing about Jeskai Ascendancy. <laughs> it's so... Because okay, one of my okay. favorite cards. We're talking about it. It's one of my favorite Anytime cards, too. <laughs> anything's in Jeskai, I'm like, can I use Jeskai Ascendancy? <laughs> yes, you can in this deck. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> okay, we'll talk about Jeskai Ascendancy a little bit later. If the question was, will we come up with some of the same things, the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, one other one other key component for any of these token strategies, whether you're heavy spirits or heavy tokens, is that uh, there is there is an inclination to want to sort of churn through your deck using the red mana. And so things like Warlord's Fury, which has an incidental effect, but again, it cantrips for one red mana, generates a spirit, so it's kind of like a free spell. Uh, A lot of you might be really inclined to use those, but I think in some of these, if you're going combo-y, then that's sort of built into your deck. But if you're going for more of this value generating, uh, I would rather have spells that impact the board. So I have a whole thing about I think there's a storm deck. There's a storm. I think there deck. is too. Yeah, I think I think there's 100. percent And that's where you've got all these one mana cantrips. In fact, let's and talk so, about that deck really quick. Well, one thing I want to warn people about is that in the storm deck, don't there will like if you look on EDH don't rack, if Cathar's you look at Crusade. stuff like that, yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna see some storm builds of this and some spirit builds and some sort of token value builds mixed together. And uh, the average deck that comes out might be 
unplayable. <laughs> yeah, you have to focus your deck. This is what we were talking yeah. about at the very start, where it's like, okay, if you're spirits, make sure you're focused on spirits. If you're tokens, you want to move towards that. You don't. You you might share some cards. Exactly. If you're storm, you're probably going to be really focused on certain things, and you don't even want, you know, you don't want giving haste to your tokens and you don't want you know pumping your tokens and you probably don't even want making extra tokens like the tokens you're using for a different purpose in the storm deck absolutely so the storm Can I mentioned one more thing before oh, yeah. i move on sure i have i have uh, next to vicious shadows some sweet tech okay uh fault line red red x uh deals x damage oh, to each uh without no, flying without flying <laughs> yeah. in each player so if you have an aggressive deck that's like getting in damage and doing stuff with spirits, just like Vicious Shadows and Perforos can sort of drain people out, you could also have these earthquake effects where you sacrifice your creatures. Well, you swing first. Purge. Yeah, you swing first, you know, other people block, and then you sacrifice all those and do this huge sort of uh, burst of damage. Yeah, if you ever get like 10 spirits, you swing, do a bunch of damage, then after combat, sack them all for the mana to cast Vault Line or something, and then... And then wipe the board you beneath have, you, you know you what I mean? And then also and, reverber and, and reverberates and stuff. So because they're they just need to be at a lower life total than you, and this, mm -hmm. the flying spirits will probably just get them one or two points lower than you. And then you're just like, oh, you're at 38. Okay, I'm gonna fault line for 19 and <laughs> fork it. Yeah, yeah, I do that with Mizics all the time. That's a cool thing. Okay, not, so, not with the spirits, obviously. Okay, we're gonna keep laying out cool cards for this Kai card deck. But before we do, we're gonna take a break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, we're back and we are talking about our preview card for M20. It's Kaikar. Let's uh, let's get back into it. Okay, so now so, let's move on to this sort of combo-y, stormy build. Yeah, so I think there's a storm deck, and I think it's probably the most powerful, quote-unquote, deck as far as, like... Ooh, I disagree. Let's talk about this. Okay. I mean, I think this deck... It, you, I think you probably do the Cheerios rebuild, paradoxical outcome, things similar to Urza. Mm -hmm. So you've got Hercules Recall rebuild, paradoxical outcome, those type of cards that bounce all, all your artifacts, or sometimes everybody's artifacts, back to their hand. You get a bunch of cheap artifacts... You got Kaikar. Now all your artifacts are rituals. Some of them draw you cards because of Paradoxal Outcome. Then you have the one mana red cantrips that you talked about. So there's a ton. Crash Through, Warlord's Fury, Crimson mm -hmm. Wisp, Expedite, Overmaster, Renegade, Tactics, Ryle. There's a few more. Even the two mana red cantrips, you need them to be red because you have to use the spirit to so cast them. You to can keep going have off. a couple blue yeah, ones. You can have a few where, where this yeah. is like really impactful. You've also Maybe got... ones that dig pretty deep, or I would use blue for tutoring effects, basically, like Mystical Tutor or um, Merchant Scroll, things like that. And then you got the wheel effects. 
And then you've got some of the um, some of the like faithless looting type effects that you can also probably put faithless in there to churn dead. through because what you're going to end up with is a bunch of lands in your hand at one point. And you've got Aetherflux Reservoirs and things like that to sort of finish it out. And I think, and you're in blue, so blue's the best color finding artifacts, so Aetherflux is not that hard. And you've got white for Enlightened Tutor, so finding an Aetherflux or there's a few different storm cards you could use in the slot, but Aetherflux is probably the best one. Aetherflux is almost Paradox Engine good these days. Like, I feel like I lose oh, that Aether card. Oh, Aetherflux is very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I think that Storm deck focused in that direction, very powerful, because now all your cards are rituals, and that's what Storm decks want. So Storm decks, storm decks want, th- want three things. They want card draw. They want mana. And they want the last thing that, they don't care. The last thing is well, they basically want to cast they, spells. they eventually, yeah, they eventually want some way to close out the game, but that's actually like way at the bottom of the priority list. You just want to cast a spell and break even on it as far as cards and mana. Yeah. Kaikard can do that because you can do the part where it breaks even on cards and it gives you mana back. I'm wondering if there's a critical mass of, of cards in red that will, I, I agree that the mana is there. The mana is totally there. I'm wondering if there's a critical mass of cards that'll get more cards into your hand. I think that the wheels are really good for that. Like, you know, Wheel of Fortune, even the the blue sort of wheel effects, Time Twister, brand new Time Twister, you yeah, know, yep, things, yep. Like, things like that. I'm just wondering if Red has enough of a, of a critical mass of these cards to churn through enough of your deck. I think that you can probably get up to close to 20 of them, and that's going to be plenty. That's going to be, if you do get up to 20, that is going to be plenty. And counting some blue tutors and stuff to go find some of that stuff. And then also, blue does help you a lot in that realm. And also, like... White can maybe help you with Anointed Procession somewhere in there. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting two mana back on all your spells, and like it can kind of get nuts. I think the Cheerios aspect could be a, definitely a part of it, because playing a bunch of zero-cost stuff, making a bunch of spirits, bouncing it back to your hand with Rebuild, Hercules Recall, Paradoxal Outcome, drawing a bunch of cards, recasting the stuff. Now you've cast like 12, 14 spells in a turn. If you draw one of your Storm spells, you probably just win at that point. Like, I think this deck exists. It's not Urza. It's not like probably. Yeah, the- but do you know what? You've convinced me. I thought I thought that there was, because um, again, it's mana and cards and I wasn't worried about the mana. I was worried about the card generation in red because red is a little bit unreliable when it comes right. to card but draw. Can help but you. I think that you've, you've convinced me enough. You're throwing high tide in there? But you bet this mana. I mean, I think you convinced me that there's enough of red card draw to just keep churning through your deck. Yeah. So that I think is a deck. Uh, Mana Echoes is another card I wanted to call out there, oh, geez, which is yeah. a card that anytime a creature enters the battlefield, you get colorless mana equal to the number of creatures that spare, share creature type with it. So this gets out of control really fast with uh, the spirits. Um, and then, you know, you can sack them for red so you can get colored in there too. I think that's a big one. So yeah, I think that Storm deck is real. And I think pr- most likely, as far as the top tier, most powerful version of Kaikar, that's probably it in mm-hmm. my book. Could be wrong, but... Yeah, I think so. Because what it does is it circumvents the whole combat phase. Yeah. And the combat phase is very problematic in our format. It's uh, it's easy to interact with. And the fact that you what can just go completely around What if somebody has a What if they just have a constant miss in hand? What if they have... There's so many ways. They're ready for that. And also, I think inherently the most powerful part of this card is actually the Sacrifice of Spirit add red. Because anything that is creating mana in another way Ashnod's Altar and Phyrexian Altar are like two of the most powerful cards They're you know in all of <laughs> magic good, yeah. yeah and so yeah t- to me that's that's leaning into that part let's talk about well what about does Jeskai Ascendancy play a part in in your uh, storm build I think it actually absolutely could go in that deck and Jeskai Ascendancy is uh, let's read the card and I want to read it exactly here anytime a commander is in Jeskai 
I immediately am like, can I play Jessica Ascendancy? And this is kind of tailor-made for it, right? So does, by the way, does Dramatic Scepter uh, go in this build as well? The um, Dramatic Scepter is Isochron Scepter, which by the way, uh, belongs in a lot of the versions of this deck Probably. because it can cast yeah. these low CMC cards. And then it's Dramatic Reversal, which untaps all non-land permanents. So if you have a, it also untaps the scepter and untaps all your mana rocks and can kind of just go crazy with casting spells. Yeah, it's hard on these shows to say, yes, that card goes in, but probably, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're really early on here. EDH Rec doesn't know this card exists, so we have nobody else besides the two of us that we can consult. And so it's hard to get into the real minutiae of, like, exactly what cards go in. Yeah. But I could see that card going in, and probably does, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So Jeskai Ascendancy, let's talk about this card because it's awesome, and I (laughs) think it will be ridiculous in this deck. So it's a blue, a red, and a white for an enchantment. It says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, creatures you control... Get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Untap those creatures. Love it. So (laughs) you have a bunch of spirits. You're already casting non-creature spells. It pumps your spirits. But it also says whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. So you loot. It's great. What tends to happen if you're doing the stormy stuff, or even if you're not really... If you're doing this value-based, though, like I'm playing a one-mana red cantrip that draws a card, makes a spirit, which creates the red mana that I just used, so I broke even, you'll end up with just a glut of lands in your hand after doing that for a little while, because you can only play one for turn, and then, you know, eventually, you're drawing real cards half the time, or whatever, 60% of the time, but... Yeah. Well, Jeskai Ascendancy lets you start ditching those lands every time you cast a non-creature spell to then get another card that, you know, it just basically ups your chance of getting not lands, churns through your deck super fast, helps you find whatever card you need in that moment. It also pumps your uh, tokens, which you can often activate Jeskai Sensi like 20 times in a turn. It's not actually that hard. That's the crazy thing about this card. Traditionally, a lot of people have tried to use it with like mana untapping creatures. Yeah. To try because it untaps the creatures too. To I so- had a four color version with uh, Kaidel. Yeah. So as you draw, you can untap Kaidel and then, you know, it taps for a ton of mana and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of call it like the fair paradox engine almost. Like, yeah, I because can see it's, that. it's similar to what paradox engine is doing. Every time you cast a spell, you're untapping stuff. And yeah. if you build, but it's way more narrow because it's in three specific colors. It only untaps creatures. It, it but still, anything that's comparable to paradox engine, you know, is crazy powerful. Yeah. So again, I think you can put this in the storm deck and it's probably good uh, just because of the loot thing. That's really what you want there. Now, would you have uh, mana mana or uh, untappers in this deck, like your favorite Fate, Fate Stitcher, Stitcher. Uh, the Vizier of... Uh, uh, Vizier of Tumbling Sands? Yeah, the one that unta- can untap yeah. there. Would you, would you include those? Because that can give you positive mana. Right. But again, I feel like we have mana taken care of on our commander yeah. and card draw is what we're really looking towards. Yeah, I don't and I don't like building the whole deck because of one enchantment that's in the deck, right? And just but it's such sent- a cool enchantment. No, it's awesome. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And you could, in these colors, right? Again, you have idea like you have Enlightened Tutor. You can find Jeskai Ascendancy probably if you want to. Worst case scenario, you could actually Merchant Scroll or Mystic Tutor for the Enlightened Tutor to find the thing. Um, That's some card advantage yeah. right there. But if it's that good in your deck. So you could you could build the deck to just, it's going to find Jeskai Ascendancy every game. But that seems a little bit boring. So I wouldn't put Face Stitcher and Tumbling Sands and that kind of stuff necessarily in the deck. However... It's still really good with all the other stuff that's going oh, on. Great. So like these one mana red cantrip things, 
are really good with Jeskai Ascendancy because even worst case scenario, just making like even six of your spirits into six sixes and swinging for 36 is pretty good. Yeah, this is going to be great in the fair versions of this deck as well. So even the one that has Monastery Mentors and, oh, I'll path this, I'll swords this, I'll, All my stuff's you know, three Cathartic threes. Reunion and draw some more stuff. Oh my gosh, I accidentally made everything huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Oh, these five tokens I have, they're all 11-11s now. What what happens? And it has that <laughs> sneaky factor too. Like what you're saying is that, you know, you're not really afraid of five one ones. They don't have haste or whatever like that. And then suddenly they just become a really big threat out of nowhere. Uh, I also think the Cheerios and the same thing, the rebuild and the Hercules recall and the paradoxical outcome work really good with Jeskai Sensei. Yeah, Imagine yeah, you... Yeah, yeah. You play Jeskai Sensei and you go zero mana artifact, zero mana artifact, zero mana artifact, zero mana artifact. All of those are looting you. They're pumping the spirits you already have. They're making new spirits. You bounce them all back to your hand. Do it again. There's also combo-y stuff you can do with Jeskai Sensei. So Retraction Helix. Oh, yeah. So here's a card that gives a creature the ability to tap and uh, unsummon something or is it boomerang something? Oh, I don't know. It's it bounces something back to their hand. Let me look up retraction helix so I can get it right. But with Jeskai Sensei, what you can do is you can bounce one of your zero mana artifacts. So it's got to be boomerang. Oh yeah, it is. It's a return target non land permanent to its owner's hand. Um, So if you had a zero mana artifact and you have say Kaikar with retraction helix on it, so it can now tap and bounce a non land permanent. Yep. You play the zero mana artifact. You tap Kaikar, return to your hand. You play it. Because of Jeskai and Sensei, it untaps Kaikar, and now you're in an infinite And by the way, loop. if that's a mana crypt, then suddenly you're not only creating infinite spirits, you're also creating infinite red mana and infinite Even if it's a mana, mana It's crazy, yeah. Man- yeah, Even if exactly. it's a Basalt monolith. Soul Ring, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, they, they at least, oh, Basalt doesn't, but the other ones do, right? Yeah. Oh, it makes the, the mana to cast it, so yeah. yeah. Um, so you're in this loop where you're just... Wow. Yeah, and so that with Perforos, Impact Tremors, uh, that with Vicious Shadows. Vicious Shadows can even be in your hand because you're going to make enough... Uh, enough spirits, you just go, I make a million spirits, then for I sack seven of them, cast for Vicious Shadows. Now I, I sack the other yeah. 999,000 or whatever. It could be, you could have your, when you have infinite mana, you can kind of have your choice of of kill conditions. Right. So, and again, Jeskai Sensei loots you. So as soon as you get that going, you're drawing basically your entire deck, you're finding whatever cards you want. This is, and again, people get mad when we talk about infinite combos. You don't have to go infinite. You can go a lot. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's true. Yeah, I'm. Oh, just guys, Sensei, Retraction Helix. I don't have a zero mana cost artifact, but what I do have is five non creature spells. I'm gonna bounce. Right? That's still really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it's still really yeah, good. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. So I like that. Um, I have another card that I think fits into this shell, and I'm not exactly sure where. It's called. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Intruder Alarm, everybody knows about. Intruder Alarm is a card, but that's not <laughs> the one I was talking good. about. Intruder Alarm is creatures do not untap during their controller's untap phase, but whenever any creature comes into play, you untap all creatures. So it's the same as Jeskai Sensei, sort of, with the Retraction Helix thing. Yeah. Because... Very combo-y. Yeah. Um, faces of the Past, and this is one Murph found when we were talking about the card. Good on you, Murph. Faces of the Past is two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play... Tap or untap all creatures that share a creature type with it. So same sort of thing, because you sack one of your spirits, and that'll untap all, all your, your, other, all your spirits. other spirits. So again, it would work with the retraction helixes and other things like that. Oh, so, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, it would also work with another card I think is really good in deck, which is Opposition. 
Oh, yeah. Opposition is good in token decks. It's just oppressive. It's good in the Locust God deck, too. Yeah, it's oppressive, huh? You can tap one of your creatures <laughs> to tap what a land creature or artifact, and so you can just kind of lock down your opponents. Yeah. If you have that in an Intruder Alarm or that in Faces of the Past, you can lock down all your opponents. It's crazy, yeah. Because you just tap their Lancer in their upkeep. It's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Okay. I think I got uh, one other deck that I just kind of like personally, and that's a Planeswalker build. Uh, I don't think people are thinking about that. They might be thinking about a lot of spells, these Spellslinger decks, but Planeswalkers are also non-creature permanents. And creating a 1-1 blocker, uh, something to gum up the air or whatever, could be really good in these uh, Planeswalker type builds. I like the color combination. And so I think this could be a really fun strategy supporting Planeswalkers. Yeah, I I'm also I, have an inch. I have an inch to play uh, Plane Bound Accomplice too. Oh yeah, that card's ridiculous. I, I, I want to say that Planeswalkers, most of the best ones have an option to create some kind of a token because the token protects them. So Kaikar does that, right? It oh, makes yeah. that token when they're cast. And so that automatically makes all Planeswalkers like a little better with Kaikar because they're doing the thing of the best Planeswalkers do, which is protecting themselves. Exactly. And yeah. you want protection for your Planeswalker build so you can do an awesome Super Friends deck. Uh, and they don't that just get attacked some, down immediately, exactly, right? You can that chump doesn't, block. That doesn't have attacks and can come down. And then with the brand new Sarah, the Benevolent, you can pump your spirit slightly uh. bigger. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> Bro broken. <laughs> what do you think the best Planeswalkers are for this deck? Uh, I think Planeswalkers that draw you into more stuff. So yeah. I like Six Mana Chandra that lets you wheel your hand. Uh, I really like the Jaces that can sort of pressure. Like for even like four mana Jace, uh, Jace Architect of Thought. Yep. They can shrink your opponent's attacks, uh, which make your blockers more relevant. Uh, and then it could be really fun to then start doing stuff like Gideoning uh, to... Narset. Ooh, Narset's good too. The, the new Narset just draws you a card because yeah, you have a lot of non-creatures. Narset draws you a card. Yeah, and they can't draw extra cards, which is actually really relevant. If you've been in a game where Narset's out, it will mess you up. Narset's sneaky good, guys. <laughs> yeah. You should be playing Narset in a lot of also, different Also, you decks. can have wheels and stuff in your deck. Yeah. Uh, you, you know. Uh, you Josh, not, Josh takes my cute Planeswalker deck and makes it mean all of a sudden. I was going to say, you can have what wheels happened? and stuff in your deck, but after that, you will have those, but you won't have friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like this idea a lot. I think the Planeswalker, Jeskai Planeswalkers, could be powerful and it's not a build we see very much no so. it's because i think that this jeskai itself like what are the decks that we think of when we think of jeskai narset yeah we think of narset um shuyun by the way yeah. could be one that that has a little bit of parallels to this that might might work out but it's that's such a specific deck um that you either see it built one way or you don't see it at all i love the flexibility of this card that, that there really are different ways to make it viable make it awesome okay well now it's up to you. You have to choose your own path. Do you want to go spirits, tokens, storm, planeswalkers? Wow, Kaikar has a lot of play, a lot of different ways that you can build. And now it's time for two of the listeners. And the question is, what do you think about Kaikar? Which direction would you want to go with it? And are there any cool combos or synergies that we didn't talk about that you've thought of? Because we can't think of them all. That trust me, that has been made abundantly clear in past preview card episodes where people are like, what about this card? And I'm like, yeah, yeah that'd be really good. That one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, also, and if, that happened with us right now. Like you mentioned cards that I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. And stuff oh, like my. that. Yeah. And I was thinking that, you know, Storm might be a little bit limited. And then Josh is like, no, look at this, this, this. The, the idea of retracting all your artifacts back and replaying them. It's good stuff. Yeah. And our comment section on the YouTube video can really be a place people can look at after they've watched the video to get additional 
sort of, I call it the brain trust ideas, uh, because it'll take a little while for EDHREC and everything else once this is out. To yeah, sort the of comment catch up. section basically solves this general <laughs> in like every single way. So great job down there. All right. And if you want to pick up this card or anything from Modern Horizons or pre order M20 at the point this video is out, I'm not sure what cards have been spoiled, but they're probably some awesome ones based on this commander. I mean, we have to speculate. There's a decent chance that there are more three-color commanders in this set, I hope. Uh, yeah. Would you think that, based on this, right? Like, they're not just going to have one three-color commander. No, you're absolutely right. So, I totally think so. So there's probably a bunch of cool stuff in M20 you want to pick up. And what you should do is go to cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. Use that affiliate link when you order your Magic product singles. Anything at all, you really are supporting this show game nights, extra turns, all of our content. We really appreciate it. And when you get the card, do like I did and put it in an Ultra Pro sleeve. Maybe not an Azorius one. Maybe they'll make some Jeskai ones. Does Jeskai even have a logo? Yeah, it okay, does. Okay, they should make... It's on the cons stuff. Maybe, maybe. oh yeah. They probably have to go back to cons or something to make that, yeah, right? Yeah, they They're go back just... to cons and then and then Ultra Pro will print all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, you could also put it in just a clip sleeves because those are just We're like... We're going back to cons blue. block. I we can't both, wait. We both loved that block. Oh, it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, so... Ultra Pro stuff protects all your cards. It makes your battlefield look better. And uh, yeah, it's you got Fibble Sip over here. I know, which is our, I love it so much. Our buddy Jesper Icing did the art for this one. And Ultra Pro playmats are the best in the biz. Okay, now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. You have something cool. I do, Josh. Uh, there's a podcast that I knew you would love uh, because it's super well produced. Yep. And it's it, true crime. It, and it's true crime. <laughs> uh, it's to live and die in LA. And it, it is beautifully written and, and put together. And it is chilling and engaging and enthralling. It's about uh, a young uh, um, aspiring, aspiring actress, actress yep. uh, who lives in Los Angeles who disappears. Yep. And an investigative journalist kind of tries to put the pieces of the puzzle together. The police are still doing active yeah. investigation while it's going on, interviews the different people involved and, and starts to, but, but the, I think there's two aspects that make this really compelling. Yeah. Number one is this is a Rolling Stone journalist. Yep. And so he brings a different style of reporting that I think I feel in the, in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, that it's really engaging and he really gets us into um, sort of different aspect that you would get rather than just a news reporter. Right. Like that. He's got better prose. Oh yeah. And then the second thing that, that really like chilled me in the very beginning is there was a trailer to this that really got me hooked. And it's like, Hey, uh, if you go to the LAPD website, uh, it says, basically you might want to hire a private investigator to find a missing person. Cause there's very little we can do. Which is nuts when you think about it. It's so nuts. <laughs> but I mean, when you're in a huge city like LA, New York, Chicago, the caseload is so high that a lot of people find themselves in this situation. They shouldn't, but that's just the, the truth of it. I think the third thing that's compelling about this story, as, as you may have noticed, I've listened to the show. I just, yeah. I never got around to an end step, I guess, uh, is he's kind of doing it very close to when it's happening within a, within a week. Right. So usually you get these true crime dramas and it's a cold case or it's yeah. something from years ago. This is not the case in this one. It's literally like unfolding it in some points as, I mean, she's disappeared obviously when he starts, but 
he starts doing it not it's not 20 years after the disappearance it's not yeah. two years after the when disappearance. he's interviewing it's like, people it's two weeks after this has happened and yeah. they're still frazzled and yeah you don't run into podcasts that are that on top of the thing because it usually takes a while for them to even figure out that oh this was an interesting story let's tell it yeah. this guy's like this is going to be an interesting story i think let's go yeah the private <laughs> detective reached out to him when the, the crime was still happening essentially yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So to live and die in LA, we know you like podcasts because you're listening to this one. That one's worth checking out. Another podcast that's worth checking out is our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern. Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman, they talk about the modern format and all things competitive magic. You can find them on Twitter at the MMCast or just type in Masters of Modern into YouTube because they're doing videos now, or you can find them at collected.company right next to us. I threw my paper far too yeah, early. But, but our editors I'm, have changed since last time I you were know, here. That's why I need yeah. to read them. <laughs> we just like, have more editors. I threw the paper and Josh got more editors <laughs> since I was here. Uh, I'm DJ. You can find me at the Jumbo Commander YouTube channel. I talk about all sorts of Commander stuff. What's your Twitter? Uh, oh, at Jumbo Commander. Definitely, follow me on Twitter. Definitely follow him on Twitter because DJ just talks a lot about Commander and stuff. So yeah. if you like the show and us, you'll, cool you'll like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our editors are Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, and Jared Lefinier. Frenier. Frenier. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for this lovely art behind us. This is the, um, I think that's that pain land that you can sacrifice to draw a card from the Modern Horizon, Horizons. Horizon Lands. Yeah. It's the, the, it's the Steam Vents Horizon Land. Islet, so something good. Islet. It's beautiful. And look at the animation on there. It's just awesome. Good at job, Living Jeffrey. Cards MTG. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching. Bye, everyone. See you next time. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.